If you would like information on cults in the news, please join my new Substack, frankietees.substack.com. Partakes of a Cult Kid. Check out frankietees.substack.com for more information. Hey everybody, it's time for another hot take from this cult kid. I'm Frankie Tease. Today I'm going to review highlights from The Untold History of the United States, a 2012 Showtime Oliver Stone and Peter Kuznick series that was later adapted by Susan Campbell Bartoletti for a book. It's The Showtime documentary was in 2012, and in 2015, Volume 1 of the book was put out, and in 2020, the Volume 2 book was put out. The focus is a century of imperialism which the United States has carried out around the world. One thing the series asserts is that instead of, quote, spreading democracy, the USA would defend the status quo all in the name of empire, end quote. One of the little-known events covered in early history is U.S. invasion and takeover of the Philippines in 1899. There you'll see the imperialism combined with the because-God argument, where the U.S. calls the residents savages who need to be domesticated. Here you can see the roots of what's called Christian boarding schools now flourishing in the United States, where all ideas are removed and replaced with Christian doctrines. Kids work as slaves and their heads are shaved and clothing is changed to match Western Christianity. But I learned in the show that 20,000 Philippines were executed. Anyone over the age of 10 and all motherless children then put into domesticating Christian schools. It's phenomenal audacity and imperialism. It's also an event we hear very little mention of. The show calls it Anglo-Saxon superiority. Indeed. And that drives the U.S. forward. The white supremacy turns into Jim Crow laws in the United States during this time. The wars continue under the guise of spreading democracy around the world, showing the corrupt roots of our country, the Banana Republic in 1914, and the search for oil and resources and riches. The oligarchs are running the show. In 1914, there are 500,000 casualties in Sarajevo. Smithy Button, a high-ranking member of the Marine Corps officer class stated, speaking on record of the atrocities he committed in the name of the prophet of the U.S., saying, quote, I was a gangster for capitalism, end quote. His assigned conquests included Mexico, Haiti, Cuba, Africa, Nicaragua, the Dominican Republic, and China. He states, it was my job to make sure the oil was unmolested, and I did that. He was jailed for his descent post-marine life, but he seemed not to regret at all speaking out. But did anyone listen? Because it continued. Woodrow Wilson is the president beginning in 1912 and has sympathy for these bank war victims at first. The wars and the imperialism is being pushed by famous bankers we still know today, what they call then the capitalist class. J.P. Morgan, Rockefeller, 
and Hearst were in charge since 1871, and they did not avert the Great Depression, which was in 1893 in the United States. Socialist Eugene Debs says the master class have always declared the wars. He was famous for saying that, and he served three years jail time for sedition and famously ran for president from prison. His prison sentence was hung on the idea that he, quote, conspired to hinder the draft, which was implemented in Schenck versus United States in 1919 regarding World War I. The Sedition and Espionage Acts were designed to squash dissent for World War I, passed just two months after U.S. entered that war. In the 1900s, J.P. Morgan Jr. succeeded his father. A world revolt began following Karl Marx's ideas of the social equality of man. The revolt centered in Russia. Marxist Vladimir Lenin of the Democratic Labor Party in Russia created a peace treaty to end all imperialism, infuriating Woodrow Wilson, who was now very pro-war and on the side of the bankers running it, a.k.a. the capitalist class. Morgan Jr., Rockefeller and Hearst, who funded and profited from wars and a percent of all sales of resources obtained during wars. Quite a rack. This begins the tipping point where U.S. goes from borrowing to lending and getting a piece of all action of its lendees. America's bankers lend British Empire $4.7 billion and $27 million to Germany. To quote Eugene Debs again, he's famous for saying, let the capitalists do their own fighting and furnish their own corpses, and there will never be another war on the face of the earth. Russia had a civil war, and in this United States helped kill Bolshevism, the far-left revolution founded on Marxism. Wilson Our president claimed he was an agent of God who would spread democracy to the world, saving humanity, with a famous document called the 14 Points, helping end the war, though some world leaders did not take kindly to being told what to do. Rothschild, a Jewish banker, is a player now, and we then entered the Vietnam War, a war which Oliver Stone himself fought in for 15 months, receiving the Bronze Star and a Purple Heart, according to Military.com. He states he was, quote, very mixed up, very paranoid, and very alienated upon returning to the States post-war, in his words. He took that time to study at New York University in filmmaking under Martin Scorsese exploring intense topics, starting with Midnight Express, a film whose screenplay he wrote winning him a 1978 Oscar. The Vietnam War was from 1955 to 1975. The ruling class got a punch in 1919 when 400 million workers went on strike, calling it the Red Summer. Federal troops flooded U.S. streets, instructed by Hoover, and dissidents were arrested. It was a new world, run by J.P. Morgan Jr. and the bankers of Wall Street. McKinley was now president. It was 1924. False premise wars continued. Skipping to 9-11 in 2001, the Patriot Act enabled 
eyes and ears in every room. Quote, Russ Feingold, senator from Wisconsin, was the only no vote of the Patriot Act. He's a hero in my eyes. He served from 1993 to 2011 and was a member of the Democratic Party, according to Wikipedia.com. At Ballotpedia, it shows the Patriot Act passed 98 to 1. October 25th, 2001, stating he voted against, quote, lone wolf surveillance. And look how it's been abused to date. Do your homework on that. It's a disgrace. The documentary by Oliver Stone calls 2001 to 2006, quote, five years of national brainwashing. Referring to the fear-mongering, the lying about weapons of mass destruction to invade Iraq, the terror alert charts and color coding, and the passing of the Patriot Act, taking away someone's right to an attorney if arrested, if they are considered a terrorist. How convenient. A word that would come to mean anyone speaking against war or speaking against the U.S. government. (laughs) Not really terrorism. Stop the terror, Bush Jr. would say over and over and over again. I couldn't agree more, but our government seems to be the ones doing the terrorism. Doublespeak is a term the documentary introduces from George Orwell's book, 1984. Quote, first they steal the words, then they steal the meanings. End quote. An eerie foretelling of our new reality. The idea of upward mobility in the U.S. was a dream of the past, as in 2007, the American CEO made 343 times the worker. The poverty rate increased substantially, and by 2011, the top 1% had more wealth than the bottom 90%. Well done, banker capitalist class. That's imperialism right there. The Arab Spring and Occupy Wall Street movements attempted to fight the bankers and the wealth redistribution in protests around the world during 2011. Obama created new problems with the U.S. military drone missile attacks, a new arms race of extrajudicial assassinations with no accountability. Obama conjured 7,000 of these drones. NATO expanded and the fourth fleet was used for a Venezuela battle. Having been reactivated from 1950s closure, the Navy's fourth fleet originated in 43 and was reactivated in April of 2008, according to NavySite.de. It encompasses the Caribbean, Central South America, and the surrounding waters. The documentary, as I mentioned earlier, is also made into a two-book series, and in Volume 2, published in 2020 by Simon & Schuster, the 1945 atom bomb is covered, stating that photos and film footage of Hiroshima were still censored by the government. Most Americans could not visualize the destruction that atomic bombs could do. In my opinion, it's quite shocking to realize that propaganda, war, and profit are the backbone structure of our nation. Imperialism has driven bankers to fund war around the world at the cost of everyone but the oligarchs making those decisions. The decisions based upon resources for personal gain. It's just reality. 
The next time you hear the United States is going to war to spread democracy, I encourage you to think of the truth behind the propaganda being sold to us. It goes back to as early as 100 years into our country's founding. Money, profit, personal gain for a few oligarchs, and nothing has changed. This is why dissenting voices are silenced. Morality has zero to do with it. They also give zero fucks about us. Decisions are not based on lives lost or anything but profit. Oil, ore, whatever the valuable resource, wars are waged for that. And lives are lost, but not the oligarchs' lives. Recognizing the long-standing propaganda which has plagued our nation from the earliest of times, the vilification of the words socialist or communist, the fact is that democracy has taken more lives than anything in the name of a few. Imperialism is simply the selfish few wanting to continue their reign, and what we are in right now is no different. Thanks for listening to Hot Takes of a Cult Kid. And keep critical thinking. Hot takes of a cult kid. Check out frankietees.substack.com for more information. Cults, coercion, and sexuality in society. These are the topics for the Frankie Files. I'm Frankie Tease, your host, and I'll continue to focus on my own family story as well as news and recovery info for those who've survived, especially the adult children of cults. New each Tuesday. See FrankieFilesPodcast.com for more.